0: Is Rio Tinto stock a smart buy right now? That's the big question we're tackling today. Hi welcome to Global Value and in this video we're going to dive deep into a fundamental analysis of Rio Tinto stock, ticker symbol RIO. We'll use methods from none other than Warren Buffett, one of the greatest investors of all time. We'll study the key numbers that Buffett values most and then we'll figure out three different prices for Rio Tinto to really understand what it's worth in today's market. And there's more. I'll also share a special bonus that could be the deciding factor when adding Rio stock to your portfolio. So is Rio Tinto a great chance to make money? Let's find out together. Right now, Rio Tinto stock trades for $73.14 per share. In the last year, their stock price is up 2.5%. While this is up, this underperforms the market. The S&P 500 is up more than 23%. But the returns in their stock aren't all for shareholders. Right now, Rio Tinto pays a big 5.45% dividend yield. This market-beating yield is added to any gains in their stock. In the last handful of years, Rio Tinto compounds at 5.5% annually. In the last decade, they compound at just under 3% annually. And when we go back before the global financial crisis, Rio Tinto compounds at around 5% annually. Keep in mind their average dividend yield is added to these returns. For a long time, up until 2014, Rio Tinto was actually beating the market. But the burning question is, why should we be paying close attention to Rio Tinto Group? Right now the company trades just $7 below its 52-week high. This comes as they trade $15 above their 52-week low. And how big is Rio Tinto? They're huge. They have a $125 billion market cap. So what does the company actually do? Rio Tinto is a global diversified miner. Iron ore is the dominant commodity with significantly lesser contributions from copper, aluminum, diamonds, gold, and industrial minerals. The 1995 merger of RTZ and CRA via a dual-listed structure created the present-day company. The two operate as a single business entity, with shareholders in each company having equivalent economic and voting rights. Major assets include its Pilbara iron ore operations, a 30% stake in the Escondida copper mine, 66% ownership of the Oyu Tolgoi copper mine in Mongolia, the Waipaea and Gove bauxite mines in Australia, and six hydro-powered aluminum smelters in Canada. Now with that understanding, let's dive deep into the numbers that Warren Buffett cares about. This step-by-step, checklist-style approach reverse-engineers how Warren Buffett would look at a company's numbers. It gives you one of the best shots of finding undervalued high quality stocks that can beat the market and make you a lot of money in the process. So let's get started with metric number one. We want their average return on capital in the last five years to be above 14%. Over the long run, over the course of decades, a stock's likely to make around its return on capital. This is because it represents how much each dollar in the business is earning. A normal company earns around 7% returns. When we look for a benchmark that's above this, we can build in margin of safety by looking at higher quality businesses. In the last five years, Rio Tinto's returns on capital have grown. These increased from around 19% in 2018 up until 26% in 2022. When they're averaged out, they come in at 26.7% returns on capital in a given year over this time. That's nearly four times better than a normal business, and it's a huge check on metric number one, even though this is a cyclical commodity miner. Metric number two, we want sales, earnings, and free cash flow growth. This is because it's harder to make investing mistakes investing in high-quality, growing companies. In this time, Rio Tinto has grown their sales by 29% up until today. The company's earnings, however, are down 37% from where they were at in 2018, and their free cash flows have dropped 6% today compared to where they were at five years in the past. That's not great for the company, as it means their margins are dropping over this time. It's an X on metric number two. Here in metric number three, we're looking at the business from the view of an individual shareholder. We want to see earnings per share growth. As we learned, their earnings are down over this time, but they still bought back 6% of their shares. Because of that, their earnings per share aren't down as badly, yet they're still down. In their last 12 months, Rio Tinto brought in $5.27 per share, which is the second lowest they've been at over this time frame. It's an X on metric number three. In metric number four, we're looking for something even more important. We want to see free cash flow per share growth. While it's similar to our last metric, free cash flow is really the lifeblood of any business, and it's how most businesses are valued. Rio Tinto's not an exception, and in their last 12 months not shown on this chart, they brought in $3.72 of free cash flow for each share that they had outstanding. That matches exactly where they were at in 2018. Their free cash flow declines and their share buybacks offset one another. Technically, we were looking for growth here, so this is still an X on metric number four. So far, we have only one check in three Xs. Before we look at the company's debt and use their free cash flows to figure out how much they're worth, how about we check in on our bonus? Right now, Rio Tinto pays a big market-beating 5.45% dividend yield, But is that dividend safe and can it grow in the future? As a commodity producer, Rio Tinto is going to be cyclical in nature. They primarily mine iron ore. The company's performance will depend on its costs and the price of that commodity over time. They've grown their dividends in the last five years. These payouts have been pretty steadily pegged to their free cash flows and earnings over this time. That's likely a prudent way for management to return capital to shareholders. They saw a big boom in their business in 2021, and then it returned to more normal levels in 2022. With that, the company has cut their dividends recently, while they supported these in their last five years. In the last 12 months, they paid out $4 worth of dividends for each share, and they've only brought in $3.72 of free cash flow. While it seems they may adjust these more into the future, it's not what we want to see right now. This is an X on our bonus. Now, truly great businesses can earn high returns on capital and still grow even without using a lot of debt. In fact, in recessions, it's businesses with too much debt that can have the biggest losses and even go broke. You don't want to be investing in bankrupt companies. So in metric number five, we want their net debt to be below the sum of their free cash flows. Net debt looks at a company's debts and subtracts their cash in their short-term investments. Rio Tinto has had pretty low levels of net debt in all five of these years. That's also the case today. They have just $3.6 billion worth. That's below any single year's worth of free cash flow over this time. It's good that a cyclical business like this isn't using excessive amounts of debt. In their last five years, the company brought in $52.8 billion of free cash flow. They very easily support their debt position. Most of these free cash flows have been returned to shareholders as dividends. It's great they don't use a ton of leverage in their business, and it looks like they're in good shape here. It's exactly what we want to see as it's a check on metric number five. Now how much might Rio Tinto be worth? The big metric of them all, metric number six, we want their average five-year free cash flow divided by their enterprise value to give us a yield that's above 5%. This is the first of three ways we're estimating their value based on their cash flows. Enterprise value looks at a company's debt and their market cap by adding these together. So it looks at Rio Tinto more like it's a private business. Right now, Rio Tinto has a $130 billion enterprise value. And in the last five years, they bring in around $10.6 billion each year. When we divide that by their enterprise value, it gives us an 8% average free cash flow yield. And currently, in their last 12 months, Rio Tinto brought in $6 billion of free cash flow. This means when that's divided by their enterprise value, it gives us a 4.5% current free cash flow yield. While their average yield is above what we want, their current yield is below this. Still, free cash flows can be lumpy year to year, especially in a commodity business like this. That's why we're looking at them on an average here. So that 8% yield is gonna be a check on metric number six. Don't just run out and go buy the business. Use common sense and do what's right for you personally. Plus you're gonna wanna watch for our next two valuation estimates before you stay for our final fair value and rating at the end of the video. Everything we've covered so far is important, but there's something missing. This brings us to our second valuation method where we use a DCF model to figure out what Rio Tinto might be worth. We will take an average of their last three years of free cash flow and use historical assumptions to grow these into the future. Plus, we'll add in their tangible book value to estimate their net worth. Keep in mind, Rio Tinto as a cyclical commodity producer has low business predictability in their past it may be harder to get a more accurate read on this business. That's why it's up to you to do your own homework and dig in and figure out if these numbers are applicable or not. Still, if we assume they grow their average three-year free cash flows at over 8% annually in the next 10 years, then in each of the next 10 following years, if we assume these grow at 4% annually, if we want a market beating 15% rate of return, which is what Warren Buffett looks for from his investments. At today's valuations, it looks like an estimate of Rio Tinto's fair value per share is around $83 using a DCF. Keep some key points in mind. Historically, in the last decade, Rio Tinto has traded at around 8 times price to owner earnings. Currently, they trade at 6.5 times, so below their historical average. This has ranged quite a bit depending on how their earnings were reported. During this time, they've traded as low as 3.5 times owner earnings. We'll use the guru focus value as our final fair value estimate. This takes how the company has traded in the past, uses their predictability, and analyst estimates to assign a fair value. Right now this comes in at around $73 with a fairly valued rating. When we look at a valuation chart for Rio Tinto, they're split on either side of a potential fair value. They look like they trade in line with their historical price to sales ratio. While they're above a gram number, they may be below their Peter Lynch value. So far we've looked at most of the numbers Warren Buffett cares about, but it's the qualities of a business that are even more important to him. Why don't we learn what these are for Rio Tinto before we combine them with our fair value estimates to figure out what it's worth in the market? Let's start with the long thesis first. Number one, Rio Tinto is one of the direct beneficiaries of China's continuing strong growth appetite for natural resources. Number two, the company's operations are generally well run, large scale, and low operating cost assets. Mine life is generally long, and some assets, such as iron ore, have incremental expansion options. Number three, capital allocation has improved following the missteps of the China boom, with management generally preferring to return cash to shareholders than to make material expansions or acquisitions. But there's a downside to their business as well. Let's look at a short thesis. Number one, with miners, including Rio, benefiting from high commodity prices, governments may use it as a source of tax revenue to plug shaky budgets. Number two, Rio Tinto is leveraged to demand for iron ore. If iron ore prices fall materially, the company's earnings will decline significantly. Number three, while Rio has shown much improved investment discipline since its missteps during the China boom, if commodity prices remain high, then the temptation to once again expand aggressively will increase. Hopefully they learn from their past mistakes. Right now, no super investors hold positions in Rio Tinto. In the past, there's been limited super investor holding, with only David Tepper and Lee Ainsley owning the business as small parts of their portfolio. This far in our fundamental stock analysis of Rio Tinto, we learned the company goes three for six on our select six analysis, They've deleveraged and still earn high returns off of high commodity pricing, plus they may look attractive compared to historical cash flows, yet those are still coming back down to earth after a big boom in 2021. This is not financial advice, it isn't a buy or sell recommendation of any security, use common sense and do what's right for you. When we combine our estimates and Rio Tinto's business qualities, we get a fair market value of around $81 per share. That's right in line with their street target price, $8 above today's stock price. It looks like Rio Tinto is about fairly valued. If you enjoyed today's Rio stock analysis, like it, share your thoughts in the comments, subscribe to the channel for more videos, and watch this next one. You may enjoy it too.